You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Recording done by Jules Harlech of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Astounding Stories 20, August 1931. The Port of Missing Plains by Captain S.P. Meek. Part 3. Dr. Bird threw himself down on the rubber floor of the tunnel and was soon asleep. Carnes tried to follow his example, but sleep would not come to him. Frantically, he tried to think of nothing. By an effort, he would sit for a few minutes with his mind a conscious blank, but thoughts would throng in in spite of him. Time and again, he brought himself up with a jerk and forced his mind to become a blank. The hours passed slowly. Carnes grew cramped from long immobility and rose. A sudden thought intruded itself into his mind. I might as well throw that light away, he murmured to himself. It will be no good now. The Salome won't hurt us if they do catch us. He reached in his pocket for the light. He was about to hurl it from him when a moment of sanity came to him. He stared about. The impulse to hurl the light away came stronger. He strove in vain to turn it on. Doctor, he cried suddenly, wake up, they're after us. With a bound, Dr. Bird was on his feet. The light, he cried, where is it? In my hand, murmured Carnes with stiffening lips. Dr. Bird seized the light. A beam stabbed the darkness. Less than fifty feet from them stood two moles. As the light flashed on, Carnes regained control of himself. Take the light, Carnes, snapped the doctor. I've got to put these fellows to sleep. Slowly he advanced towards the motionless Salome. He had almost reached them when the light flickered out. He turned and raced at full speed toward the detective. Carnes was standing rigid and motionless. Dr. Bird took the light from his hand, despite the almost overpowering drag on his mind. He managed to turn it on. He swung the beam around in a circle. Besides the two Salome he had seen before, the light revealed a pair standing behind him. As the light struck them, the numbing influence vanished for an instant from the doctor's mind. He moved a step forward and then halted. The moles behind him were hurling waves of mental power at him. Again the light cleared him for an instant, but he got a brief glance of other moles hurrying from every direction. The jig's up, I guess, he muttered. He strove to free himself by the use of his light, but the tiny battery had done its duty, and gradually the light grew dimmer. The influence grew too strong for him. With a sigh, he shut off the feeble ray and hurled the light from him. The moles closed in. All right, said the doctor audibly. We'll go peaceably. As he spoke, the paralyzing power was withdrawn. With Carnes at his side, he retraced the route he had taken from the cell. Before they reached it, they turned off. Dr. Bird realized that they were treading the familiar path to the laboratory. Outside the laboratory, the Salome halted. A wave of mental power enveloped the prisoners, and they remained silent and motionless while their escort withdrew. From the laboratory came three of the Salome scientists. 
as the laboratory door opened they could see that it was bathed in a flood of light and that the moles wore helmets covering their heads they moved inside clad in a white gown stood saranoff so my friends you would run away and leave me would you gloated the russian and just when i had planned a very beneficial operation for you i will remove permanently from your brains all the delusions which now encumber them and from your own puny wills i will substitute my own the power which had held the prisoners silent disappeared you have caught us saranoff said dr bird i know the power you wield and that you are making no idle boast i appeal however to these others my friends the operation you are planning to perform is not a routine one it is one that should have the sanction of the king before it is done i appeal from you to him he is far away laughed saranoff when he returns your plea will be presented to him but it will be too late to do any good you are right doctor i do not plan a mere routine operation not only will i remove your memory but i am going to use the time ray on you and banish forever into the unknown a portion of your brains without knowing which adjustment i make of the infinite number possible no one not even the king can ever recall it dr bird turned to the salom scientists and hurled his thoughts at them this man intends to commit a horrible crime he thought and one which he has no authority to perform to you i appeal for justice bid him wait until astok returns and let him be the judge as to whether it shall be done jumor you know me well you know that my brain is the equal of one of the salom even you cannot read my thoughts against my will are you willing to see that brain destroyed astok will be here soon and nothing will be lost by a short delay he thinks truly was the answering thought of jumor it would be better to wait we will not wait crash saranoff's thought into their consciousness he killed hanak when he escaped and his punishment shall be as i have decreed did not the king give me full power while he was away it is true that he ordered us to obey this man in all things dealing with upper world men thought jumor if it is true that he killed hanak his punishment is doubtless just i did not kill hanak returned the doctor he is paralyzed and will be all right in a few hours if he isn't already i demand that you wait until astok returns when an appeal is made to him no other may judge so say the salom law that is true replied jumor we will wait until the king returns we will not wait came saranoff's thought the king delegated to me his powers during his absence as far as all the world save the salom were concerned were it one of the salom appealing to the king i would be powerless before the appeal these are not bound by salom law and are not entitled to its benefits we will operate at once then you will operate alone retorted jumor 
I will not assist you. I need none of your help, thought Saranoff. Asmos and Kamol, will you help me? If you refuse, I will report to Astok that you have disobeyed and defied his chosen delegate. We had better assist him, Jumor, thought Asmos. Astok did delegate his authority. I am not of the nobility, and I dare not refuse to help. Suit yourself, Asmos, replied Jumor. I refuse to assist, and will appeal to Astok against him. The third mold hesitated. You are higher in rank than we are, Jumor, he thought at length, and like Asmos, I dare not resist him. I hear the king give this upper earth man his authority while he was away. I will assist, and I will leave the room, retorted Jumor. He moved to a door and threw it open. At the threshold he paused and sent back a final thought. I will appeal to Astok, our ruler. I will send now a message to him to hurry home that he may judge between us. The door closed behind him. Saranoff chuckled audibly. Goodbye, Carnes, said Dr. Bird sadly. This devil can do all he says he can, and more. I'm sorry I brought you and Garland into this mess. Oh, well, it can't be helped, doctor replied the detective with an attempt at cheerfulness what is he going to do to us he'll have to use instruments for what he plans said the doctor ordinarily a routine mental operation is performed without the use of extraneous power the mind of the operator is electrically connected to the mind of the victim by means of thought waves, the operator banishes from the mind of the subject such portions of his memory and mentality as he chooses. He may then substitute other things in place of what he has removed. Any of the Salome could operate on you, but I doubt whether Jumor himself could do it successfully on me without aid from power. Here come the instruments, Asmos and Kamol, took from the cabinet on the side of the wall what looked like a cloth helmet. Attached to it were a dozen wires which they connected to a box on a table. The box was made of crystal and inside it could be seen a number of vacuum tubes and coils of various designs. Other leads led to a similar helmet which Asmos placed on Sarnoff's head. A heavy cable ran to a switch on the wall. As Kamal closed the switch, the tubes in the box began to glow with weird lights. Violet, green, and orange streamers of light came from them to dance in wild patterns on the laboratory walls. For five minutes, Saranoff made adjustments to the dials on the front of the crystal box. The colored lights died away, and a gentle golden glow came from the apparatus. He threw off the helmet. Kamal left the laboratory and returned with a large coil on the top of which was mounted a parabolic reflector. A device like a clock on the front of the coil was constantly marking the passage of time. The dial had two indicators which were together. Sarnoff chuckled. You may not have seen this device work, doctor, he said. In order to let you know what you are facing, I will demonstrate. 
he turned the reflector so that it bore on the wall he adjusted the moving dial so that the two indicators were no longer together as he closed the switch the wall before the reflector vanished sarnoff turned off the power that portion of the wall has gone back in time exactly three seconds he announced as far as the present is concerned it has ceased to exist it is following us through time three seconds behind us but in all eternity it will never catch up unless i aid it since the exact time is known it can be restored if i were to alter this adjustment ever so little it could never be recalled watch me he again closed the switch this time in a reverse direction the wall instantly filled up as it had been before he moved the time dial so that the two indicators coincided after i have sent a portion of your physical brain into the past or the future as the fancy strikes me i will change the adjustment of that dial since there are an infinite number of adjustments to which i might have set it the chances that anyone could ever duplicate my settings and restore it are a complement of infinity or zero he said i am now ready to remove your memory if the impossible should happen and your physical brain be restored it would be useless asmos adjust the helmet i will operate on my friend the doctor first carnes strove to rush to dr bird's assistance but he was helpless before the force of Kamol's will. Asmos adjusted the helmet to Dr. Bird's head and buckled it firmly in place. With an evil grin, Saranoff donned the other helmet. Goodbye, Dr. Bird, he said mockingly. You will continue to see me, but you won't know me except as your master. His hand reached for the switch. It had almost closed on it when Sarnoff stopped convulsively. He sat motionless while the laboratory door opened and Jumor entered the room. He was followed by another mole. The newcomer was fully six inches taller than the others. His head was hidden by a helmet, but around his arms he wore strings of sparkling jewels. Ivan Sarnoff, what means this? his powerful thoughts dominated the room i was merely engaged in rectifying some of the mental errors of this man of the upper earth explained the russian eagerly it is merely a routine operation such as you gave me authority to perform an operation which uses power is not routine replied the king i am told that this upper earth man has a brain equal to those of my most advanced scientist i am also told that you plan to do more than rectify his mental errors you have been falsely informed i was merely about to adjust his memory then what means this the king pointed to the time ray machine that was brought here in order that it could be used when you returned thought the russian eagerly this upper earth man killed hanek when he brought him food the door opened and hanek entered oh astok objected hanek's thoughts 
when these upper earthmen had me at their mercy with a light they spared me they paralyzed me for a time so that they might escape but they did it in such a manner that no harm came to me so jumer told me replied the king release them in an instant carnes was on his feet removing the helmet from dr bird's head the doctor struggled to his feet dr bird thought the king can you communicate with me easily yes your majesty but may i ask that you alter the vibration period of my comrade mr carnes he cannot understand you with his present low period the king stepped to the box with which sarnoff had been working in response to his commands the helmet which had been on dr bird's head was placed on the detective the king made a few adjustments to the dials and signaled for the helmet to be removed can you understand me mr carnes he asked mentally the question leaped with startling clearness in the detective's head carefully he framed his answer i can understand you said the king i will now sit in judgment on the appeal made to me dr bird tell me your story with eloquent thoughts dr bird poured forth the history of the upper world he told of the great war and the collapse of the russian monarchy he traced history to the fall of the moderate party and the rise of the bolsheviki he described the horrible conditions existing in russia at the end he reviewed the long battle he and carnes had fought against sarnoff when he had finished the king questioned carnes the detective repeated the story in different words and the king turned to sarnoff from the russian's mind came a tissue of distorted facts and downright lies he denied or twisted around everything that the detective and the scientist had said when he had done with his tale astok sat in secret thought for a few minutes the tales you tell me are so far apart that i can give credence to none of them he announced at length there is but one solution although they are never used for the salome have forgotten the meaning of a falsehood we have instruments which will drag the truth from the brain of the liar they are powerful and their use may easily be fatal if a man gives forth the contents of his brain willingly the process is not painful if he tries to conceal anything it is torture will you willingly submit your brains to the searching of this instrument gladly came dr bird's thought and carnes re-echoed it and you ivan saranoff demanded the king i will not submit thought the russian sullenly you will be examined whether you submit willingly or not replied astok i am going to learn the truth though i kill you all to get it at the king's order jumar hastened from the laboratory he returned in a few minutes with an apparatus similar to the one which sarnoff had planned to use on dr bird but larger and with more dials on the crystal box at a command from the king dr bird donned the helmet the king manipulated switches and dials around dr bird's head glowed a halo of crimson light twice an expression of momentary pain passed over his countenance 
after half an hour astok cut on the power and nodded to carnes don't try to hold anything back carnes he said dr bird sharply you couldn't if you tried and the process is very painful i can assure you with the helmet on his head the detective sat for ten minutes while the salome king went through his brain a dozen times he shrieked in agony but his moments of suffering were short the king removed the helmet your minds agree well he thought now i will examine the mind of my friend the helmet was strapped on saranoff instantly an expression of the utmost anguish crossed his face shriek after shriek of agony came from his writhing lips relentlessly the king applied more power the cries of the russian grew heart-rendering suddenly he grew rigid and slumped forward in his chair astok impassively manipulated his instrument after half an hour he opened the switch and removed the helmet under the ministrations of jumor the russian revived the king sat in secret thought for an hour i have examined the brains of all of you he announced at length and i find hopeless contradictions each of you believes thoroughly in his own social order both tell me of hopeless misery on the part of a large portion of his people both tell of the horrible wars and suffering beyond my comprehension the thoughts of all of you teem with modes of bringing death to your fellow beings your entire science has been perverted to the ends of destruction nothing of the sort can be realized by the salome where truth justice and mercy prevail each of you holds that his form of government is better than the other and will cause less suffering and misery than the others none of you hold out hope of happiness for your fellow beings i do not know which system is less obnoxious my decision is made the salon will not interfere in the affairs of the upper earth you may fight out your battles without aid and without interference i will operate on both ivan saranoff and dr bird and i will remove from their minds all knowledge of our science and instruments and leave them in the same condition that they were in when they entered my realms each of you will then be returned to upper earth ivan saranoff to russia dr bird and mr carnes to the united states the pilots whom i hold prisoner will have their mentalities restored and be returned to their homes the planes we have captured i will send off into time so that they can never be used for the misery of upper earth men again jumor you will carry out these orders i wish i could remember how that time machine was built and operated said dr bird reflectively as he sat in his private laboratory in the bureau of standards some time later but jumor did his work well i can't even remember what the thing looked like well doctor our trip below wasn't a loss we removed a very real menace to the established order of things and we have got rid of saranoff temporarily it will take him some time to return here from russia three weeks or less said dr bird pessimistically however we have gained one other thing did you notice this he pulled what looked like a watch from his pocket 
Carnes regarded it with a puzzled expression. No, doctor, what is it? It is a very small camera which takes pictures one half inch by seven eighths. I had several opportunities to use it. I wasn't sure that it would work on such short waves, but it did. When Saranoff tries to return to this country, he will find that every immigration inspector and every member of the border patrol has an excellent likeness of him. That may hinder his entrance into the country for a little while. End of Part 3 and the End of the Story of the Ports of Missing Plains